tonight, we're getting our feet wet in the House of Mouse, but not before taking one last look back at Dracula's crib. You're listening to the VG Thought Commune Podcast. Welcome to the third Commune podcast. Uh, this week we're playing Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse, but we've still got the taste of Master of Darkness in our mouths. Uh, first up is a newcomer this week, uh, Fox. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. Uh, and, and is Fox what we should call you, or Sky Fox? Fox is fine. Guy Fox. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Returning from the past two weeks, uh, Zanrio, how are you doing? Yeah, um, I'm pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Alright. Good. <laughs> yeah. uh, also back for, uh, for third week, is Shouty, how are you doing? I'm good, and you? I'm doing, uh, doing swell. I like making games, so I can't complain. Um, so... Before we hop into things, uh, what games have we all been playing this past week, uh, Shadi? Um, I actually haven't been playing any other games except for uh, Mad's Quest. That's oh well, you did beat it, so I guess that. Means... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zan, how about you? Well, I've been playing a bunch of Wario Land Four. Oh yeah, you were uh, you were playing that last week too. Yeah, but but now I finally got the uh, best ending. I never managed to do that because uh, it requires beating all the bosses in a good time, right? Yeah, I can't have to use bosses items or some of the bosses. I I do like that they let you grind for items. Yeah. Um. It, actually, did you like the bosses in uh, Wario Land before? They're yeah, pretty fun. They, some of them are pretty gross, gross looking though. With, uh, yeah. I feel like more than one has involved slobber. Oh yeah. I hate the boss of Topaz Hall. <laughs> yeah, the most teddy bear yeah. thingy. Yeah, uh, that one's impossible to beat in a good time, so I had five items for that. <laughs> I'm glad they give you yeah. the option. Um, huh. I'm glad they give you the option. Yes. So, Fox, what games have, uh, have you been playing? I've been playing Arcanum of Steamworks and Magic Obscura. And what is that? It's a WRPG for PC. It's, okay. It's uh, by the guy who made Fallout. Oh, okay. Um... So, is it any good? Uh, I was really expecting it to be the quality Fallout was, and I'm kind of a little disappointed. It's it's seems to be more focused on having a good environment, and good world, and good towns, but the quest and the combat is pretty mediocre. That I I feel like that characterizes Western RPGs for me. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but I'm still only about halfway through. 
Do the combat and JRPGs are any better? I've, I love, well, yeah, I really like JRPG combat. Oh. I'm probably biased against it because I hate real-time combat. Oh. And uh, Fallout is turn-based, right? Right. Okay. Yes. I got that for free on uh, GOG forever ago, but I still haven't installed it. I think you should do yourself a favor and install it. I should do myself a favor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I myself, what did I play? Well, I played more of the cave. Um, it hasn't changed any since last week. So that's me. You played the video game that I played last week. What do you think of Celestial Mechanica? Oh, I did try some of that. I didn't get too far. Um, it seemed alright. I liked its structure, how it was very, like, it was very ginger about introducing the concept of backtracking and getting used to going, uh, you know, from one place back to the place you had already been. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, don't, I didn't have a great time with it because it, the character is very heavy, so while you're able to jump really high, it also, you also fall really quickly, and it just, um, it makes her, I guess harder for me to follow what's going on. Like, I, I fall into spikes I don't see all the time. Um, and it's not something I couldn't get used to, but I, I just don't feel like it, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, fantastic. It's quality, but... It's not that great of a game anyway. Yeah. It looks really nice. Nah, the graphics look rough to be desired for me, personally. They're, um... If you wanted to be pessimistic, you could, you could call them cookie cutter and sort of what you expect from indie games. Yeah. And that their uh, the resolution is poor, and they're all cutesy and anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Bosses mark important moments in video games. They're the gatekeepers of the next level, the final quiz before the next chapter. And as we found out, the bosses in Master of Darkness drew just as many different opinions as everything else in the game. Before moving on to Mickey Times, um, I just wanted to hit up Master of Darkness. It sounded like, uh, before we got recording, that there were some, uh, that the bosses caused some unease in that game. Sanrio, did you have any comments? Yeah, um, well, the thing about the bosses is, while I think many of them were good ideas and fun ideas and stuff, sometimes it's got to be hard off because of the things in the gameplay are. I don't know how to explain that, but, um, say the, uh, boss poor, that guy who, um, transforms himself into those tiny things and teleports away in another place. I think that, that one would be a bit easier if you could jump on the stairs easier instead of having to climb them slowly and, yeah. Yeah, that boss has a really small window of opportunity for you to exactly. do damage on. And so, a lot of times I just couldn't seem to escape. Yeah, and there are balls flying everywhere. You really, the stairs do not do you any favors. Exactly. 
Yeah. If only he could take two stairs at a time. Yeah, you have to go so slow and <laughs> you won't be able to move off the way fast enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, could you, were yeah. you able to uh, jump onto the stairs in certain Castlevania games? Like older ones? Because um, I remember being able to do that in Rondo of Blood, but I wasn't sure if yes. it's a fair comparison in the earlier ones. Because I, I know Rondo of Blood came much later. Uh, I was going to say Rondo of Blood, but there's also, uh, I'm pretty sure you can do it in Super Castlevania 4, and I'm, I'm certain you can't do it in 1 through 3. Okay. But you, I forget which ones you can jump off the stairs. That might be something you can do in all of them. So, uh, Fox, well, well, we got you. Did you have any thoughts on the uh, Master of Darkness boss? I think generally that there wasn't. I, I like my bosses to have like a, a a main strategy you can you can like develop after fighting them, and it, it felt like like the hardest you had to work to beat these bosses was to just get close and and wail on them a lot. <laughs> and yeah, like they just they were there and they were gone really quick, and I didn't feel like I had any time to appreciate them. So, did you think they were easy? I'd say yeah, for the most part. Uh, there were, I think, the last one and then the one before that were ones I got stuck on for like a few lives, and then I was able to get past them. But the rest were, I think, forgettable. I think uh, between you and Zan, pretty much the bosses sum up the game. Where uh, from Zan, you have the point that everything moves too fast and Doctor Social moves way too slow, and then yeah. from you, the from Fox, uh, the point that you can tank a lot of stuff and you don't really need to learn anything. Um, that was my experience with Master of Darkness in a nutshell. Yeah, I kind of agree, agree with that too. Shouty, uh, any thoughts? I thought the bosses were actually pretty easy, especially the fourth one. Because all you had to do was wait for him to get on the ground and just make sure you don't get hit by the balls uh, when they're scattered. Well, that's easier said than done. The bosses. Uh, yeah. I feel like I just get hit by the balls all the time and I damage raced him. Mm. I don't know, I, I found myself dodging the balls pretty easily. Okay. And as far as other bosses go, I, I think I beat them on the first try, but when I got to them, except for the last one, because I didn't know how to conserve my health as well as I did by the time I beat him. That final boss was... Some of the bosses in that game weren't all that great, but uh, I, I really dug the final one. Um, both phases. I thought they were both really entertaining. Yeah, I like the final boss actually. It was uh, it was fun getting to climb on stuff, and then the mm -hmm. second form where you had to hit the bats, I thought was uh, cool. I guess. Mm -hmm. Did you have to hit the bats? I Did that cause damage to him? I think so. that's how I think that's how I killed him. Oh. Are there? I. I... I thought it was just you had to kill, because you, you had the three Draculas at the top, and you had to find out which one was the real one and hit whichever one was that. Honestly, I guess I don't have any idea how that final boss works. Maybe this is kind of sad, but it's been too long, and I don't quite remember <laughs> how that boss went. I definitely beat him on my first try, though, so I definitely didn't have to learn anything from him. So I guess that makes sense. I won't remember it. Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse starts off with some beardy dude telling you about throwable yellow blocks he left lying around everywhere. While throwing stuff isn't the only defining feature of the game, it is the first standout element. So it seems fitting to talk about picking up and throwing in our introduction to Magical Quest.
So, one of the main gimmicks in this game, as, uh, as you've seen, surely, are the yellow blocks that you can toss around. And I was wondering, like, do these yellow blocks remind you of any larger trends in gaming? Like, uh, are there any other games you can see with similar mechanics, uh, Fox? From what I've played, I keep getting reminded of Super Mario, in that you've got the blocks you can throw, and then and also you can uh, hop on enemies and pick them up as well, or at least certain enemies. Yeah, that's true. See, so you uh, kind of got the Koopa shells and the bouncing. Xan, mm -hmm. did the yellow blocks remind you of any like larger trends in gaming? Well, um, not instantly, but when I think about it, I got kind of remind reminded of some parts in Kirby where I can like swallow blocks and endless things and spit them off the enemies. Yeah, I would definitely cap that. Yeah. Um, Shouty, how about you? I think uh, the most appropriate comparison would be to um, a Wario Land game, because while you can't really pick up the blocks in those games, you can definitely stun an enemy and pick that up and use the projectile. Yeah. So I think it's just an evolution of of the Wario Land games. Like you can pretty much pick up anything and use as a weapon. Yeah, it's uh. I guess you could accuse me of uh, fishing for an answer, because that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. Um, <laughs> where, in general, it's just fun to get to use objects in the environment against your enemies. The one I always think of is Mischief Makers. Oh, yeah. Um, the main mechanic in that game is that you get to grab stuff. And I, that's also true of Wario Land, now that I think about it. Yeah. And it, so far as I'm concerned, it's just inherently fun when... You don't have an attack other than drawing attacks out of other things, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. It's just fun to draw stuff around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like it's a, it's a fun gimmick, Shouty? Um, yeah, it's a fun gimmick, but uh, I don't think it was executed very well in Guys Quest. Really? Why not? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Instead of throwing the blocks, Mickey seems to... Uh, spin and slide them on the ground at the top. Yeah. And I, I kind of have to get used to that. Well, it, doesn't that make it like a like a Koopa shell? Yeah, but um, the way things are designed in each level, it feels it it feel more appropriate if I could throw them. Like if uh, if there's an enemy above you, you could lob it upwards. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there were a lot of aerial enemies in that game. Yeah, the were, I mean, actually. The projectiles, uh, well, the throwing, the picking up and throwing mechanic kind of useless. It's, um, the blocks have really heavy gravity. They hit the ground pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Fox, what do you make of the of the block mechanic so far? I'll agree with this sentiment. Uh, there were times where I was, I think there's a certain boss that I'm not sure I'm allowed to mention, so I just, I don't think, I, I don't know how far Xan is, but I was trying to pick up stuff and throw it upwards and realizing it wouldn't work that way. So it was, it was an adjustment to try and go against what I thought would be best and just throw it the way they, they had it designed. Maybe this is below the belt, but that sounds like pretty, pretty Capcom-y. Um, Bionic Commando is the poster child for games where you have an idea of what to do, but it's just not possible with the controls. <laughs> so, Zan, how do, you, how do you like it so far? Yeah, well, I haven't played that much, but... What I've played so far, I like it. 
I had a little trouble with, in the past months at least. And sometimes I um, see those blocks in the air uh, on top of each other so they can jump on it on top of them, but I can't jump on top of the first block, so I can't get used to higher ones. Oh, yeah. that's in uh, one two. Yeah. That is really hard. That took me a while to do, but luckily that's like a secret area. But it gets better in the later levels. You don't really see anything that obnoxious uh, outside of one two, actually. It's it's usually much better than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, good to hear. The first stage of Magical Quest has these helicopter berries that you can use to reach secrets up in the sky, but then those berries never reappear again in the entire game. These things are pretty weird for a few reasons, so let's stop to reflect on them. And uh, things might get a little off topic. So did anyone realize in uh, in the first, like in one one, uh, what the berries do, uh, Sam? Uh, what? Um, ask that question again. So there are berries hanging on vines in one one. Did you uh, figure out what they did? Yeah. Um, the berries you can pick them up, and then if you grab them again after throwing them, you can fly up. Okay. Pop it. That's yes. something that I I didn't catch on my first playthrough. <laughs> See, I just uh, the game has some neat touches like that that I like. Fox, were you? Did you find that out? Find out the cherries? Yeah. Uh, it took me a while, but yeah, I was. I wasn't sure what they did at first. I was throwing them and seeing them go up. So I thought maybe they were hitting enemies above. And when I saw they weren't doing any damage, I just messed with them for a while. Yeah, it's not exactly intuitive, is it? Not. Not. It doesn't. Yeah. I guess you might say that adds to their like. It makes them kind of a fun secret to figure out. That's true. Shadi, did you figure out what the berries in one one do? Yeah, I almost immediately. Not really pulling a secret, but but um, hmm. I don't know with the grab with the picking up and throwing mechanics. I thought it was some kind of natural to grab back onto them. So it was like the first thing you thought of. Yeah. Okay. Um, do they? Just a question. Do they show up in later levels, or are they a a one-off thing? Does that count as a spoiler? I don't know. No, I wouldn't say so. To my knowledge, uh, Shouty, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they ever appear. I'm going to say you're going to find it by yourself. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, I, they don't appear in the levels, right? Because so, then I, I just think it's kind of a weird thing to have is to just show up once when they could do much more with the. You know, I mean, I know, right? Uh, it's. It's not typical of Capcom to just to throw in something and not develop or harp on it. Are you sure about that? We're playing Mega Man game. That's. I mean, Mega Man's the first thing I think of. They always make sure they squeeze the last drop out of everything. But, but like, yeah, but they sometimes choose a very interesting novel mechanic, and then you never see it. you see it again. You see the daylight. But yeah, I mean, it, over the course of the levels, I think they they run their course, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can. I can't really think of any examples right now, but I, I just know that there are 
some one-offs that are really cool, and then they never use again. Okay. Well, there are the magnets in uh, Magnet Man. You only see those on the first screen. Yeah. But for the most part, there's uh like like the Blinky Blocks or um the Guts Man uh well, platforms I'm, they use again in the Wily Castle. So I guess the only use mechanics that are difficult and the gear and the pair that's probably doesn't want to see. <laughs> well, I could see the magnet mechanic getting really annoying really fast if they wanted to. Mm, I don't know, it's pretty fun. If you had know. to use it to navigate a hallway of spikes? Not that fun. <laughs> so I guess, actually, I should just ask, uh, do we have prior experience with Capcom games, Fox? I've played, uh, Aladdin's a Capcom game, right? On the Super Nintendo. Version, at least. Yes. I haven't played Mega Man X, uh, which I think is a crime. Yeah. I think the Yes, uh, but from what I played of Aladdin, and I used to play that one a lot, there are a lot of similarities, and the other Disney games that are released in 16-bit, there are a lot of similarities I'm seeing. Aladdin has a similar, like, bouncy feeling. You definitely yeah. jump on enemies a whole lot. Um, was there anything else you saw that was, like, a similarity between uh, Magical Quest and other Disney Capcom games? I'm not sure if it was Capcom, but I've, I've had a fair experience with the Castle of Illusion series, and... That was also, like, in a similar vein, it's graphically really great and a nice, solid, short experience. Okay. I I actually think, though, uh, Castle of Illusion might be Sega. Um, I'd have to double check. Oh, it is. Okay. Someone Google it. <laughs> Turn off. No, I know for a fact, I know for a fact it's a Sega game because <laughs> um, when, I first, when I wanted to start Metal Quest, I, I thought we were doing Castle Illusion, and I was confused that it was a Sega game, and I thought the game we were playing was on the SNES. <laughs> so I was like, wait, what am I doing wrong here? <laughs> so, Zan, do you have any uh, prior experience with Capcom? I haven't played many Capcom games, no. Not, not in the same style of games, at least. I mean, I've played Ace Attorney, but... That's a whole different <laughs> type of game, so... Yeah, how yeah. Is the how's the grabbing mechanic in Ace Attorney? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fun. You can throw the... If you can pick up the evidence and just throw it across the screen, objection! <laughs> I'd play that. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, so, um, so I... Yeah, I guess I can't really ask if it reminded you of Capcom. No, I haven't played too many Capcom games and platform and such. So. so it's pretty cool that we have a, a wide variety of Capcom experience here. Master of Darkness is arguably not a very accessible game, and Magical Quest is arguably a pretty accessible game. But does that mean one is smarter or the other dumber? Bisser Dyankov, a game designer for Tropico, leads us to reflect on depth, accessibility, and... <clears throat> Mario.
quote of the cast for this time comes from, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this name, so uh, I, apologies if I butcher this. Visser Dienkov, game designer on Omerta at Heimemont Games, uh, in an interview with Gamasutra. Um, he's working on Tropico, or he worked on Tropico, uh, which is like a, a city building slash RPG sort of thing. I'm not too familiar with it. Uh, to, is anyone familiar with Tropico? I've played it for about five minutes. Okay, and uh, <laughs> any good? I got my five minutes worth. <laughs> we can leave it at that. Um, so, Mr. Yankov says, quote, As a ground rule, we do not go in the direction of the choice between depth or accessibility. They are two different aspects of gameplay, but they are not the opposite ends of the same line. Uh, so Zan, is that something you've, uh, you've experienced? Well, um, first, uh, it's pencil to me by depth and accessibility, of course. Um, That's true. If accessibility is how easy it would be, say, for a new person to get into the game and learn stuff and things. Yeah, and death would be more challenge and of making it more complicated. Yeah, I and think depth would be like how complicated the, the core mechanics get. Well, I games can have both. Say if the game itself can be easy, easy to get into it, easy to draw stuff, the lots and lots of secrets and stuff. We have to do complicated moves and stuff to unlock secret arrays and items and things. So, accessibility might be how easy like the main quest of the game is, while yeah. uh, depth could be for optional content? Yeah. Yes. Something like that. That's um, I would say that's how Super Metroid approaches it, where uh, the main quest, so long as you know what you're doing, is actually pretty easy. Um, but in order to sequence break, you need to get into like wall climbing and uh, shine sparking and some deep mechanics there. Fox, what do you make of depth versus accessibility? Is this are they directly tied to one another or or not? I, I wouldn't say they're opposites, but I I wouldn't say they're tied. I'd say if you focus too hard on making a game complex, uh, it can adversely affect the accessibility. Just like adding rules and adding mechanics, I think you've got to spend the time to explain them or at least display how they work in a certain way. And if you focus too hard on, on adding a lot of those without making like a, a way to access them in an easy way, it can adversely affect the game. So it, it's more that if you focus on depth, it's easy to forget accessibility, so you have to remember both. Right. Shouty, any thoughts? Um, I agree with Fox on that uh, on that note, and because of that, I feel like uh, balancing accessibility and depth is one thing any game designer should do, especially if they want to make their product successful. I feel like you can have block depth as long as you make it accessible, but I guess there are points where don't necessarily want to be accessible, even on skilled players to have access to it. So while I don't think they're opposites, but I do think that uh, one can affect the other 
Yeah, that seems that seems to be a consensus. One game I can think of in particular that displays how there's a uh, how they can like affect each other is Dwarf Fortress, and how that's an extremely complex and deep game, but it has zero accessibility because it takes it just throws you in there and gives you a list of things you can do, and you've got to figure it all out yourself. I was scared you were going to say that was accessible. <laughs> no, not the least. That's a uh, that's one of those games like NetHack that I downloaded and tried, quote unquote, but I don't know if I actually did. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> I opened the program and I pressed keys, but I don't know if anything actually happened. I do think there is a tendency to forget depth in the face of accessibility, or at least in the games that I play, uh, which are mostly RPGs and platformers these days, I guess. Would you... Do you think you know of any that have uh, chosen accessibility over depth and how it's affected the game? Definitely. I would say... New Super Mario Bros. is a pretty uh, pretty easy target uh, where the game is accessible because it throws a lot of different gimmicks at you. Um, so it, it's like a, it keeps you on a sugar rush the whole time, basically. But so depth takes a back seat in that none of its mechanics are explored particularly well. Um, I, I think do you consider a mechanic? What? you consider one of the gimmicks to be a part of the mechanics? Yeah, but, I mean, so let's say one gimmick is uh, the the screws that you can tighten or loosen. That's a mechanic that you only see in one level. Oh, you know, I, I've seen them in other levels. Well, I, it could be in more than one level. I was just trying to pick one that I remembered. Hmm. I don't really remember. Like, a, like hmm. the snake... Train. Well, I don't know if I even want to see that again, though. Yeah, both things. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. I kind of didn't like that that, that, that the, the latest new Super Mario Bros. only had one Monet level. That felt really underutilized, but that's not really a game mechanic. There was another one. There was? Oh, well. He <laughs> put the special world. Yeah, the, in the special world? That, the... Fourth special stage was a Monet stage? Yeah. Okay, I should remember that. Let's see. Well, there's one castle where it's all about bumping enemies from below. Mm-hmm. Nope. That mechanic yeah. wasn't used too often, right? I don't know, actually. I feel like that's like a core mechanic from the first game, because if you're small Mario, you can defeat enemies that are on a block above by hitting, hitting them from below. So I think that's just a throwback. Uh, to the uh, Mario Bros. arcade game. Well, I, it is that, but is it really explored outside of that castle in New Super Mario Bros.? You? Yeah, I, I'm saying that if you're small Mario, you, you can defeat a Goomba if it's on top of the block by hitting it from below. Okay. So um, I think that that's just, you know, loosening that mechanic. Just, I don't think many people actually use just get on top of it and jump on it. Squeeze the fire, uh, firewall. Now I'm just trying to think of a mechanic that never returns. Uh, the splitting Goombas return. Maybe I should just give up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there are different 
the mechanics that are going off in that game. Like the Lakitu's at the Piranha Seeds. Oh yeah, that was just one level. Um, and, and previous Mario games have one-off gimmicks too. Yeah. Uh, mostly Mario 3. I feel like World has a few levels like that, like the, uh, the winged platform level. But for the most mm-hmm. part, Super Mario World is good about revisiting its mechanics. Yeah. Um, so in that case, I would say Super Mario World has more depth than New Super Mario Bros. U. Yeah. Anyway. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's hard to argue against a New Super Mario Bros. gaming having depth. But is it easy to argue for a, a, an old Mario game having depth? Yeah. Oh. I, I would say Mario 3 doesn't have depth. Oh. I feel like that the the rate at which they use mechanics is similar to the new Super Mario Bros. games. That's I think probably true. Well, I don't know. I feel like with the new technology, they have sort of had to make it more in depth. Anyway, uh, we may have spent way too long on Mario in this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Fox? On just Mickey or anything? Anything. Do you, uh... Let me... Give, give me one thing you liked from the past week and one thing you didn't like from the past week. Okay, yeah, I, I do like the bosses in Mickey. I think they're much better thought out than Vampire. Yes. I do not like... I didn't like 1-2 and it's having to run on the ball stage. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I'm stuck on that stage. Yeah. Shouty, any final thoughts? I really do not like the beginning of the fourth world. Oh, um, God. <laughs> what's the theme of that world? Is that hiker world? <laughs> it's the cliff. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what was one thing you liked, though? Mm, I actually liked the uh, one, two. <laughs> I like bouncing on the giant tomatoes. So, uh, so maybe Fox and Zan will like, uh, 4 1. That's just as good as anything to hope for. So, uh, Zan, any final thoughts? Yeah, well, I um, guess I have lots of stuff to look forward to this game. It's a good game. Yeah, I like it so far. Alright, I guess, uh, that's it for this week. Thanks for uh, doing the podcast, guys. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for, Thanks for having me. Watching the show. All music in this podcast was from Master of Darkness and Magical Quest, starring Mickey Mouse. I'll let you guess which ones were which. I'll leave you on this final thought. Master of Darkness drew a wide range of experiences, but I haven't seen too much disagreement on Magical Quest. Why are some games more divisive than others? What is it that creates a wider array of opinions?
Shouty, did you ever uh, figure out the berries? Shouty? <laughs> oh no. Is, uh... Is Shouty dead? Is he brushing his teeth again? Oh no. Hold on while we try to get the call back. Looks like this one's gonna be kind of a short one. We're uh, only 20 minutes in, and that's counting the audio test. Yeah, I kind of noticed that from the um, anyway, what it says forum. Oh, because of the outline, or yeah, the thing says outline. Yes. <laughs> I'm back. Anyway, uh, so 